Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon show. An old chum popped in, South End supporting uh, goalkeeper, uh, Terry Alderton, comedian, obviously. He's a whirlwind. He is, he's, yeah, he I keeps you on Terry. your toes. Uh, so Terry was very good. Uh, we also gave us a couple of impressions, a very good boxing story with a darker end than you'd imagine. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, we were joined by um, Callum Beatty, lovely guy, a singer-songwriter. Um, who's got a bit Funny of a... Funny f- I can remember now. I won't be able to remember next No, Monday that's right. <laughs> bit yeah. of a football theme song, but uh, anyway, let him explain it all. And um, we went back, it was the anniversary of uh, the quickest own goal in football history, wasn't yeah, it? so we tried to track him down, but you'll hear what happened. You'll hear what happened. So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. And uh, it is great to have Jim Rosenthal joining us today, considering we only booked him yesterday, but it was great because he's going to be on Amazon Prime. Uh, we, we checked it out, didn't we? It said if, if you uh, if you get Jim on today, you know, he, he can be there within nine hours and seven minutes. Because I wasn't here when he arrived and he's been left in the porch. Well, I know. Yeah, somebody put him in a wheelie bin, didn't they? <laughs> the other you get times, the idea. He was there. thrown over a fence, which I thought was a bit much, but there was a card in the... Uh, card in the letterbox so we knew where he was. <laughs> people who like Jim idea also that. liked Yeah, people like Jim also <laughs> like Clive Tildesley apparently, so maybe we should book him as well. Brian, so, as Glenn calls him. You got any other suggestions for what might happen to Jim when he goes mm. to Amazon? Uh, talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. Now, uh, I was watching the Ireland game last night yeah. and, uh, and as, as I felt, as I feared, you always do really, mm. they're just not enough goals and they play with such spirit and they played some quite nice football but yeah. Final ball just wasn't there, and they did. Matt Doherty, though, what a game he had! He's a terrific player, I think. A man really in demand, I think. Isn't didn't he? deserve to be on the sort of the wrong end of the, the losing side of a draw, if you like. And uh, I thought he played really, really well. But Connor Hurahan is—I uh, <laughs> don't know how you pronounce his name, but neither did the commentators because we had four. I swear, because I counted them. Yeah, we had Connor Hurahan, yeah, Connor Horahan, yeah, Connor Harahan, <laughs> and Connor Howrahan. <laughs> For goodness sake. The four Connors. They were brilliant. The four Connors. They were good, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I would have gone with Hurahan. I, I would think Hurahan, but, yeah. uh, you know. It's I'm, a good word, that Hurahan. It is. It's it a good, good saying. Well, yeah. And Ender... Have a go at home, go on. I was thinking about Ender See? Stevens. Yeah, yeah Ender, Ender Stevens. Stevens. Yeah. I was thinking he should uh, go into business with darts player John Part. Their first company, of course, will be called Ender Part One. That's very. Thank you very much. That's, that's very good. It's my birthday spread. Obviously, he's back. <laughs> well, it isn't, but there we go. Yeah. Thomas Delaney had to go off for Denmark. I was thinking, blimey, surely he should have been playing for Ireland. Jack Charlton would have nabbed him. with What an Irish name that is for a Danish fellow. Yeah. Thomas Delaney. You couldn't be called more Irish, could you? Really? No, that's very true. And Martin Kellner spotted a very good thing. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter last night. 
a story from the Brighton and Hove News, that thing where they sort of give local prominence to a story that isn't local. So yeah. this is about Wrighty going into the uh, jungle. And yeah. The headline was, Former Brighton and Hove reserve trialist goes into celebrity jungle. <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> Trying to take ownership of it. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, that's, that's weird, isn't and then it? The old, the old bit's in 1984, he had a trial at Brighton. A young footballer walked from Hove's... They get the idea, honestly. They even said what road he would have walked down. It's ridiculous. That was Christian Eriksen pulling out 70, 30 tackles his way? Or <laughs> no. Did he play all right? He, not really. He's all, yes, I mean, all right, you know, and uh, yeah. he was probably their most creative player. I didn't think Denmark... It was difficult to judge because they didn't need to do more than draw and they got a goal. They always had a goal in them, but I didn't think they looked that great going forward. I'm not sure no. they'll, they'll threaten anybody. That's yeah. the danger for Wales, but you feel like they've got enough firepower. Um, mm. Bow and Ramsey playing for the first time in ages together. James, you kind of feel that they're going to have enough tonight to get get yeah. the win, don't you? Well, we'll oh, I think back so, to yeah, especially with... Uh, they've got some good players there. We'll watch them on Saturday. They're not, they're not bad. Uh, Shane Warne, they're making a film of his life. Are they really? Yeah, in Hollywood, believe it or not. Really? Uh, yes. And he wants Russell Crowe or Chris Hemsworth to play... Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. yeah that's like Peter Crouch playing me. That's ridiculous. <laughs> he's like... The Andy Jacobs story. Well, he's a bit of a hunk, isn't he, Chris Hemsworth? Well, I mean, I don't know. Shane in his day... He was um, no. He was always. I mean, you know, Russell Crowe. Shane's a wonderful. He's the Russell best Crowe's too of all old. Time, he's too old now, isn't he? Russell well, Crowe. I said he is. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. Really. It doesn't really feel right, does it? Not to me, but uh, you know. Any more suggestions? You should play Shane. Uh, <laughs> feel free. Yeah. Okay, then I will. Good. Uh, now the great news for the producer. Oh yeah. Today's fact of the day mm. is, comes from Torquay United. It's in the Daily Star. There's a new thing they've got, fact of the day. You'll remember this. So you the Daily Star's born. fact of the day. Torquay United's Pat Cruz scored the fastest own goal in pro football just six seconds after the kickoff against Cambridge in 1977. Did you know that? Pat Crew. Pat Crew? No, Pat yeah. Cruz. No, they're so solid in the dressing room. They wouldn't have been in 1976, <laughs> would he? Crew. What, um... <laughs> So what what was the nature of the goal? Do you know, I mean, six seconds is quick, no, isn't it? I wasn't there. It was just one of those where it's tapped to him and he absolutely drills it. Maybe it was played back to him and, yeah, he sliced it backwards. Oh, sorry, was this a, an own goal? Own goal. Oh, OK. Fastest own goal in oh, professional wow. football. So Six uh, seconds after the kickoff. If you were there yeah. against Cambridge in 1977... Talk us through it. I would imagine it was something like that, wouldn't it? It would have been played straight yeah, back to him and a bit it, of a it, slicer, hit a divot. Thought, yeah. and, uh, and up it went. OK, well, kind of Pat Cruz's uh, six-second goal. Let's find out a bit more about that. Talksport.com, text 8 to 89. That'll find its way to the National Obsession tomorrow, I guarantee. Tweet TSH&J. They've always been a cursed <laughs> club, haven't they, really? Have you, have you noticed? It's funny. Everybody's drawing up their squads for, for Euros and the team for Euros. Everybody seems to have forgotten about Ross Barkley. He yeah. was picked for the last squad and he was injured. Mm. He started loads of games in qualifying. He scored goals. He's not made anybody's teams. He's not made teams. anybody's teams. It's like they've completely forgotten. He wasn't in the last thing, so we'll, we'll just forget about him completely, which I think is a bit harsh. Would him, you have right? him starting then? Well, not necessarily, but, you know, I mean, I think, uh, you know, he's, he, I, think, I think he's having a good season. Mm. So there we go. I'm, as an early adopter, uh, following an article in The Sun, I've joined TikTok. I don't even know have what really, it is. What does it involve? Uh, you take these short videos and you put them out there and people sort of vote on them or like them or don't like them. Okay. I'm, if you want to follow me there, I'm John underscore Arlott78. 
<laughs> There's no danger, of course, John being on TikTok himself, sadly, isn't there? No, I'm afraid so not. there'll be no crossover. <laughs> My latest mo- film video is a marvellous video of me. Yeah, it'd be good, wouldn't it? John right. Arlott. It'd be good, yeah. So well, what videos have you put up then? What can people uh, look forward to enjoying? Well, I put one of the uh, Brains Trust in the meeting, so I put one of there, that's up there. Yeah. But one of, uh, just a bowl in front of me, it was a test, really. And one of my latest, uh, my latest wow. paintings. Yeah, so, it could be some great go. breakthrough material there well, for you. Think so, yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Nothing hurts like you And I've tried getting by, getting high, you know I try, but... That is nothing that hurts like you. Callum is with us in the studio. Good afternoon, Callum. Good to see you. How are you doing? Good afternoon. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, uh, is this is this the new single? It is the new single that's out at the minute, called Nothing Hurts Like You. Um, yeah, a song about heartbreak. Um, nothing uh, too, too familiar um, <laughs> going there, but... Um, I so it's pretty exciting times. I've got my album... Uh, on pre pre order at the minute, it was mm. called People Like Us, um, and here we are. Here we are. When when you write a song like that, it's about heartache. Is it from a personal experience, or is it just a sort of general thing that you nah, know will apply the universe? No, nah, I think it's got to be, it's got to be personal. Otherwise, it won't translate. You know, it's um, but it's hard to write those songs. You know, for example, my yeah. next my next single I'm going to release is called uh, Some Heroes Don't Wear Capes, and that's about <laughs> that's uh, good. yeah, it's all about uh, my dad bringing me up on his own and and how he. Um, as a hero in my eyes, you know, and and those are the sort of songs you need to go really deep and try and find something to put, you know, really put your heart yeah. on your sleeve. It's interesting. You write mm. your own stuff, but there are plenty of people in the industry who have songs written for them. They'll of kind of they'll buy an off-the-shelf love song, or or ah. it'll be suggested they do that. I mean, it sounds like that would be difficult for you to do. <clears throat> well, yeah, to a degree. I, I mean, look, I would I wouldn't mind being in a band and writing with, with other musicians. I'm mm. sure it would it would help quite a lot. And but I mean. If, there's an interesting fact actually the last the top 100 best-selling songs in the the US last year had I think it was an average of about nine or ten writers on each song really now, I don't know how that one works out no. <laughs> I couldn't think anything worse than sitting in a room trying to write a song with ten people that's a big collaboration isn't it it's I mean a that's collab, a lot. I mean, yeah. two or three maybe but not ten yeah you I know, mean fighting I, over keeping a word in or not absolutely I don't mind you know writing with a couple of my friends and stuff but I, I think ten's a bit excessive. Yeah. So, what's your story then? Kind of what, what, what kind of got you into, uh, into music? Well, yeah. I, I guess my, it was my dad bringing me up on his own, and and you know every night after school he, he would he would uh, put C facts on, check the, the the football scores, and then uh, crack a bottle of red open and, and play me all these these amazing records, and I just became obsessed with it, and it, I guess it became my escapism, and I kind of use it as a sort of therapeutic way of. Um, Dealing with life, you know. And what right, what right sort song. of stuff was he playing you? What was you kind of oh, soaking it, up? It then? was the Rod Stewart's, the the Neil Diamonds, and Elton John's. He chucked in a wee bit of Jethro Till. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so do you have a little section of stage where you stand on one foot, one foot and play the flute? <laughs> I love the way you're asking it? if we know about Jim and remember It's very sweet of you. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't, I don't quite remember them. They would be a bit too before them live once. And yeah, they started off Ian Anderson, who was there. Uh, lead singer he was just sitting on the edge of the stage just 
scratch. Playing the, the flute, yeah. Playing the flute, and then suddenly the band were there, but you didn't realise they were there, and they suddenly struck up. I've never they been so did they? shocked. You poor old soul. I know. Well, I wasn't old then. <laughs> <laughs> now I, would, I wouldn't have survived. No. I know, it's funny. I was reading a bit. I, I listened. Uh, we're going to play. Uh, we're going to play mm. Easter Road because it's, it has no mm. football connotations, but it does. Let's play. A, can we play a little bit of that now? Play a little bit of one of your songs. There's a headline stand on the corner of Easter Road about a football fan who was barely a man. It's a great song. It reminded me, funny enough, I was just reading a little uh, biog of you, and you you talked about music you grew up listening to, Super Furries, Fleetwood Mac, and The Verve, and I thought that was very Verve-like, that song. I think that one has got that feel. You'd be interested to know that the guitarist for The Verve, um, Nick McCabe, uh, played on that song. Ah, so, okay. So um, he, he could, he obviously felt that similarity as well. He did have that bit of a Richard Ashcroft sort of vocal. I felt. Uh, well, I guess I like Richard Ashcroft as well. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, To be honest, it's not. A, I'd rather Richard Ashcroft than Justin Bieber. So yeah. I'll, 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 I'll take that. Yeah. Now, a, it's it's called Easter Road, but you're not a Hibs fan, are you? No, I'm, I'm a Scotland fan mm. through and through. That's very uh, to be a. Uh, that's very, that's kind of quite political, very diplomatic <laughs> of you. Yeah. Don't mm. let on the team you support. So uh, maybe the other half of Glasgow or Edinburgh well, don't like what you do. Do you know what? M- my mum's side are all Celtic fans, and my dad's side's all Rangers fans. Okay. So every time the old firm was on, I'd have to have to, 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 to die for one side of the bar to the other to say hello. <laughs> so I kind of just stuck in the middle, go with Scotland. Yeah. But um, and Liverpool as well, obviously, because I, I lived there for a wee bit, but. Yeah, Easter Road, going back to that, it's, it's a song I wrote about growing up in that area and mm. all this, uh, uh, the working class people of Leith. And, and I just thought, you know, it's, it's a hearty song um, and the type of songs I love to write, you know. Yeah, hearty song. Well, I mean, hearty it's song. Hearty that's, a, that's an interesting <laughs> word to use. The, uh, the, um, it was funny because I checked out, I, I, put, I put it in your song into Google and the, one of the things that came up with it was a Hibs Forum. And I right. said, I really like the song, but I wish there was a bit more Hibs in it. And they haven't quite got it. So I wonder if you do a kind well, of very Hibs, find something that rhymes with Maranello or Ormond, yeah, get some of the legends in there. That I know. might be quite nice. I used to, well, I actually still am. I'm friends with um, Willie Ormond. Do you know the, yeah. the old, yeah, well, it's his grandson. Club, yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? So we used to play football together. In, in a place called Muscleborough we played for a team called Muscleborough Windsor right. and we uh, and every time Kenny Miller and st- people like that used mm. to live round about and every time we seen them walking through the park he would stop in the middle of the game and just start doing keepy uppies to try and get <laughs> try and get signed <laughs> to some sort of hibs and they caught you said he's called Willie as well he's called Willie down I, the line no pressure there the line, no, <laughs> and he's tiny as well oh, he was right. a great wee footballer oh, wow Musselburgh, of course, the, where the racing is, isn't it? Horse ah, absolutely. Racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a thing here on Fred Perry's subculture. Uh-huh. They've done an interview with That's you. That's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's quite interesting. That, yeah. Yeah. This is where I found out about this little verve link. Yeah, I, like exactly. the, uh, I like your style. It says that you uh, you like the Teddy Boy style, and that leather jacket is just... I don't know where you got that from. That is pure Ted, isn't it? Ah, yeah. Do you know what? I do a lot of charity shopping. And uh, I tend to sort of stick around Covent Garden and uh, places where people are going to put good stuff in. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> and try and pick it up for a fiver. Yeah. <laughs> it's very Scottish. It is. <laughs> so they're, they're quite different. Listening to some of the tracks, it's quite sort of a broad style, really. You mm. sort of, I mean, if you I kind of pinpoint your style, what would it be, would you say? I'd say it's definitely anthemic. Um, anthemic... Um, 
pop, I guess. But when I say yeah. pop, I'm talking about the Beatles, you know, not mm. Little Mix. Um, <laughs> as much as I love Little Mix. Yeah, it's so diplomatic. For obvious reasons. Yeah, great diplomat he is. He's coming fantastic. I've been told to be very careful when I came in here today. Half of Little Mix support hearts and half of them support That's right. There is a big, yeah, they're going to do that song. That one, the Dad's Army. Yeah. We are the boys from the Leith San Siro. I had a friend who was a Hibs fan and we once got thrown out of a restaurant because he'd had a few and he sang that song to the Dad's Army thing. Really? Who do you think you were kidding, Mr. Jeffries? He sang it at such a point we were thrown out. It gets a bit sweary. And uh, that, we are the boys. I thought, I heard that one more time. And sure enough, they had heard it one more time and we were thrown out of the restaurant. You know you are, Mark. So, uh, <laughs> so what's coming up gig-wise? Are you, are you gig-wise? playing out? You're going out with a band or are you playing solo? Aye, I'm going to go on tour next year so I'm coming to London Manchester um, doing Glasgow King Tuts and Edinburgh and I think we're going to Aberdeen again so that's in March and April and mm. you can check out my gig tickets obviously on my Facebook and my Instagram at Callum Beatty and um, aye that's me plugging myself that's good yeah we'll go for it that's what you hear fast the venue good. in Dundee is called the Hunter S Thompson which is interesting right it's a brand new venue apparently yeah. oh okay so, okay so hopefully we're going to make some history that night. That'd be I good. Take it the pub didn't come before the Gonzo writer. I take <laughs> oh, it. It would be too much of a coincidence, wouldn't it? I yeah. would say. Yeah, um, so what around, about a song yeah. for Scotland then? You haven't done one for Hibs. Um, oh. So what about, would you do, <clears throat> like do a Scotland well, if song? if they get there th- through the playoffs. Yeah, because Rod did one, didn't he, of course? Aye. Well, Rod did well, a Scotland football song. Yeah, I do need to write a Scotland song, you know. I was kind of hoping that... Um, Easter Road might be it, but obviously it's not quite caught on. Well, for all the other fans. fans won't buy it as, you, as you've diplomatically. This is the thing, you know, yeah. you, you don't want to wipe out half of the city. Well, do that's you, really? it. The weird thing is, the Hearts fan was the, the main character in a, the video, actually. Um, but, but he was brought up in Easter Road, so I thought that, that suits me, right? <laughs> Diplomatics. So, uh, where can we find you on social media and stuff, uh, uh, Cam? Ah, you can follow me on Callum Beat It Official. Yep. And I put all sorts of crazy stuff up there, so. Um, yeah, do do beware before you go on. Okay, <laughs> and and uh, Scotland are playing Kazakhstan tonight, so they are. That could get interesting. It's all about the playoff, as Andy says, though. Now and it's all uh, it's all it's it all is. comes down to that. But, you know, it'd be great if they did it. It'd be brilliant if we had a kind of everybody got. Yeah, through. that's what I wanted. Everybody it would be great. Would be eh? Sensational. But I mean, well, the last, actually, it's funny. I was playing a gig with. Um, I wasn't playing with them though. I went to the the Rod Stewart gig in Hyde Park. Yeah, and and I bumped into. Um, Gordon Strachan uh-huh. there and I think we were we were qualifying it was the World Cup or the Championships or something and we were just drawn away to Georgia and I think that was our chances blown and I asked him I says Gordon I says do you think we'll get through he says well no chance well I blew it <laughs> <laughs> well, we still had three games to go <laughs> oh no oh well at least he was honest uh, good to meet you Callum I am you seen your success yeah, and uh, all the very best thanks very much for coming thank in thank you the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops, if we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby <laughs> <laughs> Annie Jacobs here on TalkSport. <laughs> Comedian Terry Alderson, while Ross was Debatable. reading the, uh, the yeah. sport there. Debatable. Uh, Terry said, I wanted to tickle him. Yeah. And we thought, you, it, as it's sport, yeah. you could probably get, get away, away with tickling him because, you know, it's not going to be yeah. some horrendous mm-hmm. news story on, news. you're doing the tickling on. Couldn't do a tickle on the news. You couldn't do a tickle on the news. That's for you ISIS. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you can't do... Well, uh, I'll be doing that. And it's Amelia reads and you, so you get yourself in trouble. Also, but, yeah, get away with, yeah, 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 that yeah. don't know about the ins and outs of radio, there are certain rules to mucking about. Well, with, I, with I, I've never seen the tickling rule. I think it's one of the unwritten <laughs> rules of broadcasting. I've not seen any handbook. That's oh, don't tickle the newsreader, Mister Mister Tickle. Yeah. That, that handbook. Yeah. You know what? That that would be banned now, wouldn't it, Mister Tickle? I used but, to take um, a feather duster to Mike Bovill at times. He probably would be Terry. I've not thought about that. Well, you Mr. know the other Mr. one, Mister Tickle. I mean, we don't want to go down this route. And well, the fellow with the long arms. What? Yeah. He, uh, well, stay on this route, but we won't go down there. No, we won't right? go down. So they don't have to push that button. Go dump it. Not the dump it. Some of the Mister Men. The Mister Men. But there was another one as well who got away with. You know. I mean, what about what about? I mean, you know, he disguised it as a bird in his arm. He had an emu, didn't he? And you know, he was great with everyone, but no one said anything, did no, they? No, that, that's true. Yeah, well, he can't come after you, Terry. Well, he so can't know because he's, he's, he's the yes. emu might, but uh, yeah, 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 right, yeah. anyway, that was weird. That was yeah. weird. Colin yeah. Ellis. There you go. Colin. What? He's painting. He's a painter and decorator, though, I know. He's mid-painting. I've said his name. He doesn't know I'm on the show. Listens to it all the time. (laughs) He's now just done his corners in. He's probably just gone, yeah, he's gone over. He's gone on the old skirting board. Oh, no. He's going to have to rub him down again. You've ruined Colin's day. going to have to resand it. Sorry, Colin. You're going to have to resand it. Now, you're going to tell us about a gig you're doing, Laugh Till It Hurts, which I think sounds quite dangerous. Uh, yes, it does, doesn't it? Well, it's we, it's not a charity that supports people that, that have laughed too much. No, no, no. I've done pain. a lot of these. Jez, Jez runs these. Oh, Jez, he's out there now. And um, he's out there in the kennel. Look at him. Yeah. Um, Jez uh, <laughs> puts these on and he's brilliant. And he always says afterwards, he's always lovely. He sends you a lovely text saying, thank you so much for doing it. You're going, mate, you, you've done all the work. I just turn up and have people go, oh, you're really good. <laughs> oh, <am> I... <laughs> well, not me, maybe, but yeah, but yeah, do. it's good, and it's a good bill because uh, uh, this is why I've got to go all normal now. Simon Simon Brodkin's on, and he, yeah. remember he was uh, he was the chavy kid when he, he yeah Lee, the, Nelson. Lee Nelson we've interviewed yeah, Lee Simon. Nelson he's now himself of course he's going he's out doing himself, out himself Simon, yeah. yeah and then we got uh, Sindhu V and then we got oh Patrick Monahan's I didn't realise yeah. that well we'll just put him on at the end and turn the turn the light off and walk out because <laughs> he'll go on and on <laughs> and on and on but bless him he's brilliant and Glenn. Moore's on, Reese James, it's good. Phil Nichols on, special guest, don't know yeah. who that is. And uh, Rich Wilson, and uh, that's that's it. And it'll, it'll be on at the 8th of January at 7.30. And it's for Bloomsbury. Crisis, who do brilliant work all year round, especially right. at Christmas, of course. Yes, yes, but Our so it'll be post-Christmas. Smart, of course, yeah, yeah, always yeah. helps Andy Smart, this spends a week uh, at, at, at Crisis. Yeah, because you, you did a festival with him in Ireland, didn't you? 
Was it recently? Yeah. I so. I, we didn't cross paths because oh. what happens is you fly in, fly out, fly in, fly out. I thought out. you were in a picture. Oh, with, you were in a picture with him. I think drink was taken by the sound <laughs> yeah. of it. So oh, I can understand how you may oh, have smarty. forgotten yes, you saw Andy him. Smart. Yeah, of course. I'm going. Yeah, me and Smarty Pants. You know what I was thinking of, don't you? I was thinking of. I was thinking of flipping Andy. What's his name with a bald head? Uh, Andy, Andy Parsons. Parsons. I'm like, oh, flipping. I've de- you know, I'm 50 next year. I've got to that granddad age, haven't I? Yeah, all right, granddad. <laughs> Tell us about this. I'm just looking at your website. I don't know how new this film is. I didn't know anything about it. A comic, it's called. An exciting mm-hmm. new documentary explores the interface between creative expression and mental health, featuring yourself. That sounds yeah. really interesting. Well, what happened was my friend Sam Callis, who uh, I met on London's Burning, is an actor, a great actor, Sam. He was uh, Sergeant Callum Stone in the bill. Uh, <laughs> He said, why don't I get my iPhone and follow you around? And I went, all right, okay. So it's a lot of me in my pants, really. But, yeah, it's... Because <laughs> that's what you do as a comic. I mean, I think... I don't know. But you get up in the morning and you go, well, I'm not doing anything. I'll just keep my pants on. So I just sit around the house. <laughs> Postman knocks on the door. Letter for you, Terry. Postman, thank you. He's always in his pants. And funny enough, I've had five postmen, right? And I've argued with my wife many times. She's going, you know, I said to her, you know, some people do know I am. I said, take there were five postmen. They all know who I yeah, am. You work your way through them. Why did yeah. you had such I, a turnover? I don't of postmen? know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm killing I'm them. I'm not off. going back to him. I can't look at him in his pants again. <laughs> no, that's it because of my pants. But she said, she said, I said, you know, the postman know my name, and she went have a look at the front of the envelope. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. So that's where I'm. So at. it's but, a film about yes, kind of you as yes. a, a comedian and your yeah, life. Yeah. And, okay, well, that's good. So where can, we find, actually, where can we find it? It, I'll, I'll send you I've got there's a link I'll send you a link okay. well not us personally that I mean, doesn't the, the, help the, the listeners, listeners does it really oh, we can watch it I know there, there are listeners out there um, <laughs> <laughs> unless this is just well, a state send, of my mind a couple, you can send them a link uh, no I will send everybody a link who wants it okay <laughs> I will put it in fact we'll put it on the website because it, it, sadly actually we should do it testament because Ben uh, Sam's brother sadly died out of nowhere uh, recently, wow. and he is—he was a, a co-producer, same age as me as well. Wow! And uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I talked to Sammy about that because we could put it out in honour of his brother, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'd no, 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 sure nice love to yeah. see it. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't stand watching it because it, it's, well, I it's find you. it very cringy. Yeah. It's horrible. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't watch it. Five star, horrible. <laughs> Terry Alderson, <laughs> bloke who's in it. Yeah, yeah. What it says on the, the poster. Who's in it? Um, I've seen you many, many times, but I noticed the last time I saw you, and I see from the photos. You've adopted, I think it's re- that recent, but recent-ish, yeah. this eye makeup thing. What, what's no, all I mean, that about? I'll tell you what happened. What have you done there? I started to wear an eye makeup because I, various reasons, but the one was particularly for a joke. So, and a friend of mine, Sarah, she's a makeup artist, does loads of films and stuff. She's even going to wear eyeliner, you know, as a man. You've got to wear an eyeliner. So then I did this kind of Cleopatra thing. <laughs> and the joke was... Yeah which I did on Life and the Apollo, but it, they cut it. So I just stand on the Life and the Apollo set, if you go online, you can see it, yeah. doing the whole thing, and you're just going, I was just wearing eyeliner. But there was a joke behind it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the joke behind it was my wife spends so much money in boots, Yeah, right? But she always goes to me, I've got the points, and I've got, I get the points, I get the points, and I go, what am I going to buy? Yeah. Eyeliner? <laughs> right. So that was a joke. Yeah. But it then just continues. So oh, that's that's not good, is it? So the, the whole point of the gag, why you've got it on. I do the whole thing, so people are going, it's a bit random. So anyway, <laughs> I kept, but I remember a time being in uh, at the Pleasance Courtyard in Edinburgh, at the Edinburgh Festival, and I saw the great, 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 one of my favourite all-time comedians, Rich Hall, right? Mm. And uh, he's got Gary, shout across the... Shout out to the Terry. And I'm going, what? He goes, have you, have you seen Kirsten's gig? Where's Matt Kirsten's gig? 
And I'm going, uh, I think it's moved to another pub. He went, oh, and he's coming towards me. He gets up to me and he goes, is it any good? And I went, yeah, it's all right. It's, you know, it's okay. And he went, hmm. And he looked at me and he went, no, you're wearing eyeliner. <laughs> and I went, yeah. And he went, that's how it starts. <laughs> you know you're wearing eyeliner. <laughs> you, did it, did it by accident. you know you're wearing eyeliner. <laughs> so, Terry, um, yes. Sol Campbell is the new South End United. Ah, I knew you'd get to that. South End United manager. And he's had a, a relatively tricky start, but the club have had a, a tough old season. Oh, so he's had a couple of weeks off. He's had a, yeah. a couple of weeks with the boys now to work them physically and, and tactically. Mm. So, uh, what do you think? What have you made of it so far? What, what are your expectations? Well, you know, it's one of those, and I'm sure as a fan, I'll be back by other fans it's quite annoying when you pay your money to sit down and um, and watch a team because that's what we do do right mm. uh, that's the first thing that we do we can't help thinking about our pocket right because we do right but then of course we're loyal and we go and we go but this is the worst I've ever seen it mm. and I'm sure there is no sportsman in any sport or sportswoman that walks out and deliberately goes right I'm going to be rubbish today so the fact that you know th there's come a point where Something isn't right, is there? Because obviously you don't know, you don't go down there, but it's appalling. Right. It's, and right. they're supposed to be, you know, League, what will be League 3, you know, Division yeah. 1, whatever it is. So you'd think there'd be at least something there. You'd go out with some sort of passion. If they're losing, but they're good, uh, trying, yeah. sorry, you know, you go, oh, fine, but it's just, it's a mess. So I think what he's done, he's kind of looked at players that, if you look, there's a lot of players that aren't in their positions that you would expect them to be playing in. Yeah. And now, you know, the the centre midfielder's playing centre-back now. So he's obviously, there might be some method in some sort of madness or he's just waiting for January. But this isn't Liverpool, <laughs> no. you know. This is, this is bless it, uh, our hearts, yeah. this is South End. So it's not like we're waiting to get in a £17 million player. No, let's see how it goes. I've just noticed something from your website very quickly. Yeah, go on. I think you need to update it a bit. It says here, it says all the people you've worked with. I'm glad I came on. It, it yeah. said, he has recently worked with Joan Rivers. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's got to change. Isn't it? <laughs> well, I'd say it has. <laughs> well, well, that's a bit dark if it's true. <laughs> There's something <laughs> you need to know. Yeah, that's quite a few years ago. Yeah, James yeah, yeah. Left did. Us. Yeah, Sorry, that was, that was amazing. As Alan would say. <laughs> the, um, this gig, Laugh Till It Hurts in Aid of Crisis, yes. uh, Bloomsbury Theatre on the 8th of January next year. Yes. Tickets. £15, twelve fifty concessions, 7.30 start, a lot of great uh, comedians yeah, yeah, on Simon the bill. Broken. So uh, go and see them and uh, say it all in aid of crisis, doing a lot of brilliant I've work. I've got a feeling you're going to you cut me off now. I'm not, well, I'm, I'm going to ask you, me before up, you go, last, since we last out. saw you... Uh, winding him up, winding him up. The producer's going like this. <laughs> Very quickly, since we last saw you, Nigel <laughs> Benn, of course, has been in the news. Fighting uh, Yeah, he talked about it, but he got injured and he couldn't. But, I mean, I, I, I didn't immediately think of you because I thought you'd be, you would have been a man in demand, wouldn't well, you? Well, there was, there, was there was a good little story I did, uh, I've done a few things with Nigel and one particularly we did uh, at the Prince Regent in Essex yeah. the wonderful beautiful Colin McMillan mm. world needs more uh, he does his charity nights and I usually sort of host him with the boxers right yeah. <clears throat> we have various people on but anyway Nigel was on and I I'm asking the questions and there's this thing and Nigel gives me a little jab in the in the kidney and I'm thinking hold on mate yeah. you know, I'm not a boxer here yeah, yeah. And then he's, he's like this and what have you. And I think it's on Facebook. <laughs> not that I do Facebook, but I think it's on there. You can see it. Uh, I just suddenly went, all oh, right, I'm not having any more of this. So I start doing him. Because he starts talking about, you know, Eubank and stuff. So yeah. I, I, th I do a press conference. I, I, I said, wonder how that press conference went. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he's, I said, you're there doing that thing when you're talking and you slowly run out of breath. Because he would get to the point where he's got no breath left, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> like, then then Chris, they've got Chris Eubank saying to him, you know, and listen, I will say to the man, Nigel Ben, and he's going, listen, like, you go, because you're ugly and all this stuff. <laughs> anyway, I, do, I then break off. And I know this has become a whole show now. Yeah. You know, I've crossed the other side. I'll go, in fact, I'll go in that ring. You 
be, I'll be Chris. Yeah, I'm coming out to fight you now. And all this, <laughs> a big round of applause, all that kind of thing. Thanks very much. That's very nice and kind. And Nigel comes up to me because he sat down at this point and he puts his arm around me and he gives me a big cuddle and in my ear he goes, don't you ever do that again. <laughs> if you do that again, I will break you. <laughs> and then we both turn around with a big smile. Oh, yeah. lovely. <laughs> lovely upbeat story to it. Was, it was always nice. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Andy, you, get, you found something in today's star and you read it mm. to us because it was talkie related and, and meant something to the producer. So what, remind us of okay. what it said. Talkie's Pat Cruz scored the fastest own goal in pro football just six seconds after the kickoff against Cambridge in 1977. I'd never heard of this. Six seconds? Six seconds. And then we started speculating. There's no footage of it, obviously. Yeah. How did it happen? What happened? Etc. Let's find out. We tried to find uh, Pat, uh, but at very short notice, that wasn't easy. Um, but Paul, um, he witnessed it, um, and he joins us now. Good afternoon, Paul. Hi, boys. So uh, you were there on that fateful day. I was. Yeah, I was indeed a very long time ago. My, uh, by recollection, 76, 77 season. Seventy-seven. Yeah. Sure. Seventy-seven. Oh, you got the details. Yeah. Mm. Um, it was uh, Cambridge, I think, kicked off. Lumped it forward in old Division Four style, and um, Pat Cruz headed it back to keeper Terry Lee, who missed it at his near post. In simple as that. That's uh, that's how it was. So they've just stuck it. They've put it straight into that kind yeah. of. You know, stuck it straight into the you know, in the opposition's area. Mixer, as they say. And it, yeah. was it was it a kind of cushion header he tried to put back from the keeper? Yeah, was it, yeah, yeah. Was it yeah. Was, was it his fault? Was it Pat's fault, or was it the keeper's fault? No, 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 no. It, it was uh, a. a if you have a forcibly cushioned header, that's what it was. Back uh, keeper just missed it, you know, and it was in the near post. Goal. Oh dear! You can't blame Pat yeah. for that. You can't. He was cannoning in the top <laughs> corner. No, poor old Pat. He's listening in 1977. No. He's made a mistake. Now yeah. all these years later, we're bringing him up. He get some cobs on drive, slagging him off. Was he all that? <laughs> <laughs> so how come you were there? there it, says, all... it says on our screen you're a Chelsea fan, but you you. I... Yeah, um, talking to my local team, I live in Newton Adler, uh-huh. which is only five or six miles away. A uh, big Chelsea fan. Long time listener. I actually share most of your views on Chelsea, Andy. Not, not some of your radical ones, but uh, yeah, well, it's been quite yeah, a few most of, them. of your views I do share. What about Good. when he said we'll be in the blue square within five years? He said that a few. I mean, calling it a blue square dates it a bit, <laughs> but uh, that was one of Andy's. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was only when Bramovich came in, and I thought it's all going to go horribly <laughs> wrong. Yeah, it's going to go wrong. You, blue you, did, square. you did say that, and I didn't agree with you. No, yeah, yeah, well, we didn't. So, know just you. finally, Paul, was there yeah. much fallout? Did uh, Pat and the goalkeeper have a bit of a row? Can you remember what what, what uh, occurred no. afterwards? That actual talky team from that era was my favourite actual team. Um, they were full of characters, um, and they would they would have had a right Barney after the game, but had a few beers and got over it. I Good mean, stuff. It's, uh, uh, a, it was Phil Sandercock, another player, scored no goal in the same game. It was two. Oh, two goals. goals in the game. Oh, yeah. Players don't have names like that anymore, do they? Not really. Thank yeah. goodness. Sandycock. Yeah. That was a very good player. Very, very good player. Initially on loan from Leicester and then purchased for what was quite a sizable fee back in the day, I think. Brilliant. Uh, Thanks for telling us all about it, Paul. Paul, that was brilliant. Top man. There's more about talkie than you do, John. That's quite impressive, <laughs> to be really honest. <laughs> good knowledge there from Paul, the Chelsea fan. I on like talkie. it. Mm. Now, uh, DJs, yeah. uh, mm. Andy, you know, you, you're a fan of the uh, the superstar DJ. 
Well, I like Jeff Peters. Well, uh, DJ, well, I can't say what it is. <laughs> I can't, can't say, say his DJ name. name. <laughs> uh, but you've got Don Diablo, Afro Jack, haven't you? You've got uh, Marshmallow. They all oh. have exactly. They all have names <laughs> like that. They have quite a uh, yeah. they have a quite exotic name. So yeah. I was quite surprised to see that the uh, DJ <laughs> do it playing the music at uh, Gerard Piquet's New Look Davis Cup. Oh, yeah. Uh, has not gone down that route. He's DJ Alan Walker. Really? <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a bloke who played for Kent or something. <laughs> yeah. The pavilion end. <laughs> DJ Alan Walker. Yeah, so, you know, all these people, they've gone out and they've come up with these fantastic names and they've really put the effort in and uh, they've come up with something different and exotic, haven't they? Yeah. But, um, but not, uh, not DJ Alan, Alan Walker. <laughs> not really trying, yeah. really. I'm sure he's very good. Yeah, no, Dead Mouse, but I mean, but again, that's not his real name, believe it or not. Dead Mouse, isn't it? No, not his real name. No, wouldn't believe, isn't it? And he's not Alan Dead Mouse. Alan Dead Mouse. Alan, yeah. Yeah. Now here's one for Nigel Botherway. Oh yeah. Maine lobster fisherman Rendor hauled in the biggest. Rendor, that's his name. Hauled in the biggest and most. More night without sleeping. Let's all have a song for Rendor behind the Rendor. That's it. All together. Go on then. <laughs> hauled in the biggest and most surprising catch of his life, five miles off the Harrington. Is it a lobster? No. Okay. It was a live deer. That'll serve you right. A live deer. We'll have deer. another guess. I never would have done a that. A live deer. I don't know what bait he used. A uh, luncheon meat they like, the live deer. <laughs> but, I mean, really. It's it's a po- real Johnny Nash, that, isn't it? What was a live deer doing five miles off the, you're going to say breaststroke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Butterfly, I think they favour. <laughs> if you watch the latest Attenborough series. But oh, no, yes. I've, I have seen, they do go a long way out, don't they? They can. Some of them can, they, they can go quite can a long they? way out. Yeah, the deer. <laughs> Theory. Yeah. That's Couldn't rubbish. touch the bottom, obviously, could it? Where was it in the sea? Paul Hawke's been his serious deer swimming. <laughs> now, yes, they can go quite a long way they out. They do, they can actually go quite... Yeah, well, if they've got, if they've got the water wings on. <laughs> yeah, if they've got the, the front, just the front ones. They're all right, just the front ones, yeah. <laughs> talking of the deer, I bought this brilliant thing off... You know, I'm always talking about the things I buy off Instagram. Yeah. This is a thing that you inflate mm. it. It's a sort of inflatable deer antlers. Oh, yeah. It wasn't you, was it? It really was a deer. <laughs> wasn't you he caught? No, it wasn't. Okay. And, and you blow up the sort of coits, you know, not the poor coits, but the, you know, like things you'd throw on a oh, deck. Oh, okay. So you put, it's like a Christmas game. It's a Christmas game. So you put um, the antlers on, yeah. and like your grandkids, they'll be throw throwing, Yeah, like they'll love hoops, that. They'll be throwing them in my face, but, but they'll you know, love that. Are they like quite hard plastic? No, they're inflatable. Oh, they're, oh, they're inflatable. inflatable. Yeah. Man, they've got some sharp edges, though, Ed. Mm. <laughs> it's health and safety nightmare. Yeah, I couldn't resist Once the old it. grandson, he starts to <laughs> throw it with a bit of force. <laughs> well, he might. You'd be careful. You might get welts. <laughs> welts. Now, Glenn uh, Hoddle, oh, you yeah. noticed something in the uh, commentary mm. with Glenn Hoddle and Clive Tilsley oh, yeah. in the England game. I mentioned it yesterday. At the weekend. Yeah, and you thought at one point, what happened, Andy? That Clive, that Glenn had called Clive Brian, and I thought, well, that's, there's a few reasons that either he's got his name wrong, or it's a generic sort of commentary. All right, Brian, you know that commentary thing. I don't know why. Well, why would you or do that? it's Clive's nickname, you know, because of Brian Tilsdale. It's not quite spelt the same way, but it sounds the same thing. The, for, the former um, star of well, star of a character in Coronation. Yeah, Street. Brian. Yeah, Al Brian. Played yeah, by that's Christopher right. Quinton. Christopher Quinton, that's right, yeah. yeah. So do you want to hear the bit of commentary? Yeah, See if let's you were hear it. right. Okay, yeah. the, uh, the guys have tracked it down. This was the bit of commentary. Did he call him Brian? Terrific finish, it really is. Just wraps his foot round it, doesn't have to hit it hard, just guides it into that bottom corner. And um, he has scored from the bench now, Brian. <laughs> is he called 
Colin Brown or not? He has scored from the He has scored from the bench now, Brian. Lion, it sounds like. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who was it? who was he talking about? He was talking about um, He was talking about was, Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford. He'd never scored as a sub. Oh yeah, it was so he had yeah, scored from the bench. He has scored from the bench now, Brian. Right, it does sound like Brian. Brian maybe maybe that is Clive nicknaming. I'm going to have to ask Clive. Quite an old think. school nickname, wouldn't it, Brian? Clive, if you're listening, let us know. If not, I'll send you an email. Well, ask Jim Rosenthal. He'll know if people call uh, Clive Tilsley Brian. <laughs> that was courtesy <laughs> of I. Well, he'll know, won't he? He's coming in soon. <laughs> he won't know that. Coming in soon. Um, <laughs> so that's courtesy, of course, of uh, uh, you, you ITV. You mentioned uh, David Attenborough there. Well, I didn't. You did, but you know. no, you did. You mentioned him okay. about something. I can't remember why, but I was. Gonna I've got animal news for you in a minute. For oh, yeah, okay. Well, very on. briefly after you know, just yeah. basically, I was surprised to see him say that he's. Uh, well, not that he's given up red meat, mm. but he said, uh, "I I don't eat meat, um, but I'm not a strict veg- vegetarian. I eat fish." So I was thinking. When are you watching the Blue Planet? Is that like dinner? <laughs> look at it. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not, Andy. I no. wouldn't think so. Uh, this, you know, it's this. This happened in Lake Tahoe. Have you ever been to Lake Tahoe? Lovely place. Wonderful no, place. I haven't yeah, been to Lake nice. Tahoe. You can ski there. You can do it in the summer. It's a very nice place. I oh, recommend yeah. it. Is it in Nevada? Uh, yes, it's California. It's on the borders, around oh, the border okay. of, right. uh, of uh, yeah, California and, and Nevada. Uh, a black bear opened a Subaru's rear door and mm. climbed inside on a family drive. A Subaru, you mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Did I say Subaru? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do apologise. Uh, a black, well, anyway, jumped into a car. Yeah. A black bear, I mean, it doesn't really matter what model it was, <laughs> a black bear jumped into the rear of a car while a family were in it. Good Lord. But I was saying, it must have thought it was a cab. <laughs> because, well, you know, it must have been yeah, a well. cab. Do you reckon? Yeah. You're going to say Uber or am I? You can. Yeah, OK. <laughs> he's probably all in a cab and he just got in the back. Yeah. He's, oh, sorry, mate, I, I didn't, I thought it was me cab. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. quite odd that the, the thing could, you know, the bear could actually open the door and get in. I'm surprised they normally rip them off, don't they? Rip the old door oh, off. That's, that's, that's what they do with, in places. With the family like all right? Yellowstone. I think so, yeah. I think they saw the funny side. <laughs> They'd stop screaming. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show. We will return tomorrow from one won't we yeah. right. have you yeah. noticed the producer's gone yeah I don't know where he's gone he's <laughs> just kind of left the machines <laughs> running we could say anything now he might not we could s- no swear we could libel him we could tell all sorts of appalling things about the fella. Oh, he's wandering back in now. So, yeah. That's why we hate him and we think he should be sacked. Oh, he's coming back. Now, that's it. Um, he's back now. So, uh, we'll see you tomorrow from one. Thanks for downloading us. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.